Psalm 32, verse 1. We're going to roll into communion in just a minute. And uh, I, want to, I want to take some time talking about our, make, making it right within our hearts. Because I'm going to tell you guys right now, there, there, it's an important thing that we know what we're doing. This is a remembrance of what God has done for us. Remembrance of the forgiveness that we have in Christ. Remembrance of the relationship, what he gave to make this possible. And I want, I want to dive into this from a different perspective. I want to address from advice from David of why often we don't make things right in our life. And I'm, I want to take this I, Sunday night. I, I think it's a, it's a crowd that you're, you're used to being in church. This, you know, over the last few weeks, we've had a lot of people. Um, they were new to church. I mean, we've introduced people through baptism and stuff and said, man, we haven't been in church in 10 years and different things. Man, I'm not down and I'm praising the Lord that they're in church. But man, for a lot of us, we can be in church, which is great. But all of a sudden we get so used to things that, that it doesn't affect our hearts like it should. I, I want to show you the danger of going through the motions with some of these things and about make, making sure our hearts are right. I'll read this and then we'll start into our points. Uh, Psalm 32, verse 1. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. Let's pray. Lord, over the next few minutes, I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to understand and get and apply what David was saying here. Because, Lord, I think the points that we're about to hit tonight are vital to us that are familiar, so familiar with the things of God and verses like this and going through communion. Lord, help us to truly dig deep into this and get the meaning of this. We pray this in your name. Amen. If I was going to give you the advice that David gave us through this passage when it talked about making our hearts right, I want you guys, this, this applies to all of us. You say, well, my heart's right. That's great. I'm glad. But I want to show you some things that often we all do when it comes to things not being right in our lives. Number one, when it comes to getting our heart right, don't shift the blame on other people. Don't shift the blame on other people. And I'm going to tell you guys, that the reason that I'm bringing this out right now is because this applies to all of us, and I've caught myself. I've had people call me out on this. Notice verse 5, how David says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee. Mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, for thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. David wasn't trying to cover it up. If anything, he wasn't trying to put the blame on anybody else or whatever. He, he, he was clearly saying, Lord, I did this. I did this. Have you guys ever got blamed for something that really wasn't your fault? I'll give you an illustration. You bring home donuts or you bring home dessert into your house and your spouse is trying to diet. And all of a sudden, it's your fault for bringing donuts home that they blew their diet. I would have stuck to my diet if you wouldn't have brought them home. Or, or they're trying to die. It's like, I blew my diet because you took us out to eat. And I, I say, man, we've, we've got to be careful with that. Because all of a sudden, we're not acknowledging our own sin. David was in this. And I'm, we're about to do communion. And as we do this, we need to look at our hearts. Lord, help me not to reflect. Help me not to blame others. He said, I did wrong. I acknowledge this. 
Man, it's so important for us to get this. Our bitterness and our pride. In Romans 14, verse 12, so then let every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. All, all of a sudden, something somebody else did. Well, I wouldn't have blown up like that if they wouldn't have pushed my buttons or pushed me over the edge or made me mad like that. Man, it's so easy. You guys realize this is the same thing Adam and Eve did? Adam and Eve did this exact same thing. Uh, the first thing Eve did, uh, or Adam did, was blame his wife. Eve got called out and she blamed the serpent. It's easy for all the time for us to shift the blame on somebody else. And David was just saying, you know what? I'm tired of doing that. Lord, it's me. I'm not going to blame so-and-so and this and that. It was me. Let me tell you the warning of why this is important. When you hold it in and all of a sudden you've got sin or bitterness and anger or whatever in your heart. Verse 3, when I kept silent... When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through the roaring all the day long. All, all of a sudden, you've, you've shifted that off for so long and blamed other people for your sin or your failure or pushing you into it or pushing you over the edge or whatever. David said, I tried to ignore it. I, I, I did that. And all of a sudden, I was miserable. He, he, he put it like this. He said, when I was quiet about this and I tried to keep it to myself, he said, my bones waxed old. He said, I felt old. I was miserable. He said, I was unhappy. My bones waxed old through the roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. You know why God does that when we're not right and we have sin in our life? God will put that heavy hand on you, on all of us. And all of a sudden you just feel like, man, something's not right. That's right. God's not going to let it be right. Because God wants us to be right between each other and between God. That's conviction. The Lord corrects us. Because he wants us right. He does this. David said, thy hand was heavy upon me. Or the conviction was heavy upon me. Every time I laid down. Every time I thought of my life. Th- things was like, not right. I wish, I wish God would just give us a spanking. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? Put us in time out, but no. God puts that heavy hand on you all the way to work. You know, you're sitting, you're sitting at, you get that argument and all of a sudden you're mad at your spouse. If she would have did this or you're mad at your parents and if they would have did this and you're mad at your boss and you're this. And God all of a sudden says, you need to stop blaming them and just say, it's, you have fault and you didn't do what's right. And you need to stop shifting the blame. And God convicts us with that. Let me show you the next thing that David did that I think we need to learn to do. Not only should we not shift the blame, but here's the second thing. We've got to learn to name our sin. I'm, I'm being honest. It's, we have these fluffed, shallow prayers to the point where we don't get it right. We don't get it right. I'm, I'm going to show you. You're going to say, well, David didn't name his sin. Let me show you this. Verse 5, I acknowledge my sin and my iniquity. He said, my transgression and my sin. If we were to break this down, the definition of sin is an offense against God. Okay, sometimes an habitual sin or something that you keep redoing. But he said, my iniquity. He wasn't being redundant. He said, my iniquity. My iniquity was perversity. Comes from the root word, which means to be perverse. He said, Lord, I've perverted my life. That's what he said. God called him. He he said, finally, I'm, I'm tired not acknowledging this. And he finally just said, God, I'm just going to tell you how it is. God, I, I sin with Bathsheba. God, I call her out. I, I, I hurt her family. I hurt her husband. I hurt my reputation. And Lord, I twisted. I lied. And he just said, I'm going to just tell you how it is. Lord, I perverted this. Mine iniquity have I not hid. My transgression. 
Transgression is another word for willful rebellion in our life that's revealed to us by God. Man, he was just calling it out. Let let me say, we need to learn to call out our sin. You know what we do? Lord, if I've done anything wrong, please forgive me. Try that with your spouse and see how far you get. (laughs) Honey, I know you're mad at me, but if I've done anything wrong, and she turns to you and says, yeah, what did you do wrong? Well, you know. No, I don't know. You tell me, what did you do wrong? You know what they do? They want you to acknowledge it because if you're not acknowledging it, you can't fix it. If you're, going to, if you're not going to label it and call it out, you can't fix it. That's why with our kids, when, we, when they come to us and say, what are you sorry for? I'm, I'm sorry for coloring. No, tell me the rest. I'm sorry for coloring on the wall. That's right. That was the wrong. Okay, don't be generic with it. I, I think it's not just blame shifting, but I think we, we need to call it out and get that right that's wrong in our life. When kids or teens are constantly fighting with their parents and you just say it's a stage in their life. No, it's rebellion. You know, in teens, if you want to get it right, or young people, or whoever it is, you want to get it right, you say, close your, your bedroom, you get, you get before God, and you say, God, I'm rebellious. I'm mad. I'm sorry for being mad. That's what David was doing here, was naming his sin, calling it out. Lord, help me to adjust my attitude to get my attitude right. Not, Lord, if I've done anything wrong, you forgive me. No. God says, what did you do wrong? It was your transgressions, your iniquity. Your perversity, name it, David. It's not a short fuse. It's not just pushing your buttons. Just say, I've got a problem with anger. Lord, help me with my anger. It's not a matter of just, they cross me and I have a problem with my tongue. No, the Bible calls it a loose tongue, a bad attitude. God calls it sin. When you run other people down, it's called slander. It's called gossip. When you have premarital sex, it's not just flirting or a hookup. It's called fornication. Name it. You realize we're never going to get this thing right in our life until we name it. God, I'm sorry for my lust. I'm sorry for my fornication. I'm sorry that I am weak in the flesh. I'm sorry. Name it. You're no way is repenting. Repenting is is, is asking God to forgive you and not keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. I'm not saying that we don't slip up and fall. We're going to struggle with the flesh. But it's a matter, if I went up to one of you and I kept punching you in the face and I kept telling you I'm sorry, you'd back off and say, dude, if you're sorry, you'd stop punching me in the face. And, and that's what we do with God. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And God said, okay, then quit. If you're truly convicted in your heart and you truly know that's wrong. You know what David did? He realized that sin with Bathsheba was wrong. God, I'm sorry for that. I, I admit it. He got it clean. And then he turned from him and said, I don't want to do that anymore. That's what we've got to do with God. God, I'm sorry for these sins, and I don't want to do that anymore. Help me to stop. But I give you this. This is my sin. This is my attitude. This is what's wrong. I'm sorry. David not only acknowledged his sin, he laid it before the Lord. I will confess. Here it is. You know, confessing is not for God, it's for us. You know why it's not for God? Because he already knows. He already knows. He's waiting for you to finally say, this keeps hurting me. I know it does. Let's get rid of that. I'm telling you guys, we could could learn a lot from David if we'd learn to quit shifting the blame on everybody else. If my mom and dad didn't shove religion down my throat every day, then I'd be in church. Stop blaming everybody else. 
You know, I, I wouldn't have this bitterness in my heart, or I wouldn't be so mad. I wouldn't have a short temper if my dad didn't teach me that my, my whole life growing up. Or I've got a drinking problem because of my dad. And da, da, da. Stop blaming everybody else. Because one day you're going to confess to God your sin. And sometimes their sin might be their sin, but you will let it affect you to become your sin. Here's the third thing. Stop blame shifting. Name it. Number three, leave it. Notice what he did. Verse five again. At the end of it, he said, thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Here's a lot of times why we don't get over sin. Number one, we don't leave it because of the fact that we keep it in our minds and we let it hover over us and we don't have freedom or joy because we don't literally put it under the blood of Christ. Because you realize what we're about to do. Jesus said, I know that you have short attention spans and I know you forget. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a cup and juice and I'm going to have you hold the blood of Jesus Christ or that which represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And Rose, oh, that's right. Jesus died to forgive me. That's right. The blood of Jesus Christ is greater than the sin. Lord, cover my sin. That's why David kept saying, oh, Lord, my sin is ever before me. God said, put it under the blood. I mean, I mean, let's do a little, I'm going to do a little Bible lesson with you guys, okay? Talking about leave it. We're, we're going to look at this word how, that forgave us me. But I'm just going to read some other verses in the Bible that have the same Greek foundation, the same Greek root word, okay? I'm going to read these and you're going to say, that doesn't even make sense. Listen to this. Matthew 4, 11, then the devil leaveth him. Do you know the word leaveth right there is the same Greek word that means forgive. Listen to this, leave it. And the, Lord, and the devil leaveth him, literally turned around and says, okay, I'm, I'm gone, I'm going the other way. Same thing in Matthew 13, 36. Then Jesus sent the multitudes, same Greek word, sent, forgive, leave. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive. Same word again. You know what he's saying? God's saying, come here, let me show you. When you bow your head and you pray and you ask God, Lord, I am sorry for this. I, I, I messed up. In David's situation, Bathsheba was a sin. Having her husband killed was a sin. Lord, I messed up. I am sorry. Lord, I'm tired of being heavy. I'm tired of being sorrowful. I'm sorry of being unhappy. Lord, I am sorry. And God says, good. Leave it there. and Put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. And God was literally saying, and you go away and leave it there. Because a lot of us will never have true joy or true happiness in your current marriage, in your current relationship, in your current state of mind, or wherever you're at when you have everything from your past hanging over your head and you can never get past it. That is not what Jesus did for us. He put it under the blood. So far under the blood, in Psalm 103, verse 12, later said, as far as the east is from the west, which cannot be measured, which cannot be found, you can run the globe from east to west and never run from one to the other and run into the other. For he hath removed our transgressions from us. Let me tell you, church, this is forgiveness. The offense has been removed. The offense has been forgiven. I know Satan will throw it up to our face, But that's why we, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. I have been forgiven. And maybe it's, you're not even forgiving yet of that. Maybe we're doing this right now of remembrance. 
for you to call into that thing that you've been shifting and blaming your mom and dad for years or shifting somebody from a church or whatever. And you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to let that get into my life and rob me of my joy anymore. God, I'm not shifting the blame anymore. Lord, I'm not going to just label it as somebody else's fault. Lord, forgive me of my iniquity. Lord, I have a blank problem, whatever it is. And then we put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. Psalm 32, verse 1. Look at it with me and we'll finish. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven. I did this this morning. Do you know what transgression is? It's a sin. It's that fault. It's that failure. You know what the first word is? Blessed. Happy. As God wants us to have freedom and happiness because of what he's done. Because of what he's done. Maybe this is a reminder tonight that you are to be happy and forgiven. Stop blame shifting. Stop and label it for what it is. Lord, get this out and then leave it under the blood of Jesus Christ.